we should appreciate this life we should appreciate uh, helping people we should uh, appreciate nature and uh, we should uh, start loving our life we should start uh, taking care of the people and life can be so beautiful if you and and 2015 16 17 if you make money then the life can be more beautiful you know because uh, if you if you start like a human behavior pattern is the most important how you behave how you present yourself and how you try to convince yourself then you can be a very happy person the whatever circumstances you live If you become the person that helps people think through things that they may not have thought about themselves, you become an influencer. And once you're an influencer, that is your way of adding value. And that is the way I view today's guest. But because today's conversation is so different to my normal episodes, I have to confess that I've been thinking a lot about the reception it may get from you, the listener. but i have convinced myself to do it in the end really by focusing on why i'm doing the podcast in the first place and it boils down to three simple questions number 1 is what i've created here or contributed here distinct meaning it's different but it's not crazy number 2 is this my most excellent contribution meaning did i put a lot of hard work into it And number 3 is their heart in the work meaning am i doing this with a mindset of service trying to help other people in the world is there emotion in the work something that is often left out from the corporate world we live in today the answer for me is yes yes and yes but of course i want you to be the judge of it welcome back to top traders unplugged Where the best traders in the world come to share their experiences, their successes, and their failures. Let's rejoin the conversation with your host, veteran hedge fund manager Niels Kostrup Larsen. When you are very sensitive, you fear, and then you fear for everything. You know. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Now I know that you, as you mentioned, you're expecting uh, volatility to increase significantly in 2016, 2017, and you're expecting some increase in volatility, as I uh, understand, in 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 this year, uh, probably in the in the second quarter. Uh, as you say, you are very bullish on 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 equities, um, and of course, the volatility in commodities and and foreign exchange, as we've just seen this past week. Um, will certainly also be on the rise um and and actually you you make another uh, observation uh, and maybe you want to share that um and that's a little bit about you know Russia as 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 sort of a um a country the way it's led um you also see some changes there but i mean feel free to just maybe talk instead of sort of being sort of too detailed about it um uh, maybe just talk a little bit about equities the difference between where in the world you buy equities um you know is there going to be a difference between the potential in say US Europe Asia um and maybe a little bit about sort of geopolitically how you view the the, the coming year uh, from that perspective yes i think uh, what i see uh, is clearly somebody want to really uh the put focus on the market i think i think from the 2015 mid 2015 onwards 
uh, non-stop bullish trend can start in start in the equity market uh, until the 2015 June. The market will going to remain volatile. They will going to move higher. They will going to move rapidly lower. They will going to move again rapidly higher. So, so until the June 2015, we will going to experience very volatile time. Even in the currency market, even in the equity market, even in the bond prices, even uh, in the commodity prices. And uh, so, do not. I my simple advice, the million dollar advice or the billion dollar ad, advice today, sure. that do not carry away with anything. If market is rising the 2,000 points, book the profit. Until the June, I will recommend book profit. Uh, or if market rising 500 points and you are having good profit, you book the profit. Sure. Maybe get out with the 80% positions and just remain with the 20% positions because this is a volatile time. So if something goes up, like a, if Swiss franc, those who are holding the Swiss franc and Swiss franc uh, when uh, goes to the 122, you book a profit. You do not carry away, oh, Swiss franc is done. The fantastic Swiss National Bank is done fantastic. And then eventually you see that you Swiss Frank coming back to the 110, 105, and you said, Oh my God, I should have booked. So, so there will be disappointment, uh, there will be excitement. Uh, uh, when the disappointment rise drastically, uh, excitement rise drastically, that is a uh, that's what we call volatile time. You know, some people are in the uh, with the trade. They see boom and they are so excited. And then next day, boom, again down, and they get so disappointed, you know. So rise of the drastic in the human behavior pattern, the rise of the drastic uh, excitement and the drastic uh, depression, which is uh, represents the volatility. And until the June, this is still going to represent. Right now, gold is like a 1275. I think uh, people should book the profit rather than the carried away that, okay, gold is going back to the 2000. Oh. I think. That is not a good decision at this stage until the June. No, you get uh, get out because there are still chances gold may go to the 1100 again. You know, yeah. yeah so I think uh, I cannot guide anything very clearly that okay, you, you hold your trade and remain with the trade. But definitely from the June onward, June 2015 onward, I can say that okay, hold the trade, get into the trade and hold it, hold right. it for the. Just go on holiday and hold your trade. That <laughs> will be the after the June 2015. You know, you don't need to see the screen, and the money will going to keep making. And that's how my seventeen thousand dollar in technology made me a few million dollars because of I just held those three stocks. That's it. <laughs> three stocks I held it. Sure. I never did anything else. You know. Sure. So, so so that's what I think the time represents for the 2015. Uh, uh, yeah, I think. So very, so very, so 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 range bound in the first half, and then very bullish uh, coming in to the second half and, and onwards. But, but am I understanding you correctly that this is globally, or is it really U.S. focused and and Europe may not perform uh, as well? No, I think this is a definitely when I came out with these predictions, I my focus on Europe was purely on U.S. because U.S. is a main cycle and. Uh, it is very important to understand for everyone. Uh, like, uh, uh, um, I don't want to put that I love USA or I hate USA or I sure. hate Europe. No, I, I don't want to put that way. So who is the leader? I think I think uh, purely, if, even if you ask a common man, USA market is a leader. And a leader always play a most important role in the financial market, in the politics, in the family, everywhere. Like a small child born in your house 
and uh, if if suppose uh, mom don't feed that child that child will be hungry yeah so mom mom has to feed though he has a destiny though he has a whole life there but the child uh, because he can't act, he can't take a milk and uh, take himself and um, uh, drink milk uh, when he's a one year or two year old baby is yeah so same way, the financial market, uh, uh, US is leader and currently astro chart is very positive. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I'm not uh, worried about the Europe problem. I'm not worried about the China problem. I'm not worried about the Brazil problem. I'm not worried about the Russia problem. They, these countries will going to sort out their own issues and they will going to eventually follow because the sentiment, the USA astro chart is so positive at this stage that that S&P can easily move from the 2000 to 3200 in the yeah. next 18, 19, or 20 months. So, uh, yeah. just just so, for people to realize what you're saying is that that you can actually see the S&P uh, index move from the current level just below 2000 all the way up to 3200, which is a, a you know a more than a 50 percent move from here. Yeah, uh, this is I predicted in the 2009, and still I never changed my predictions. I I still nope. hold my predictions. Yeah, that sure. and uh, then I I still believe that the very interesting time. Uh, I think people should start uh, becoming optimistic than the uh, then uh, taking all these negative points into the account. A negative point, one can start taking all the negative points into the account from the 2017. Sure. So we've got a couple of years now of, of for equity investors at least some 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 good times ahead, but not so good times ahead for for the bondholders uh, as as you rightly uh, described earlier on. Another big theme uh, I'd love to ask you about, which has obviously obviously been very topical in the last part of 2014, is really energy. I mean, uh, I know you were bearish on energy and oil um, at a, at a much higher level. Uh, some of your levels have been reached already, um, and 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 in fact, it, you've gone somewhat further. I would say uh, down. H- how low is oil going to go, in your opinion? Yeah, the 2015 book, uh, 2015 financial predictions book, we clearly mentioned that uh, uh, downside uh, uh, 44. Uh, I think 44.55. We predicted uh, that maximum downside. Uh, which is what roughly where we are now. I mean, depending on which contract you look at, but I mean, yeah. oil is about yeah. at the low of your predictions. But do you? And this is the interesting thing. I mean, some of the predictions I'm sure you 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 uh, you make, uh, some of them come true very quickly, and then you think back, okay, um, do I revise them? Do I do I now see a potential of twenty dollar oil, or uh, you know, how how does that impact you? I mean, if if we have already reached your your low point uh, for oil. Um, does that give you further room on the downside, or does that actually mean oil is have to go up from here? Uh, in the in the July, I think July two thousand fourteen, I I came up with a very interesting uh, newsletter because I write every week one one newsletter, and in sure. that newsletter, uh, I mentioned that uh, the uh, that time oil was I think ninety five ninety seven somewhere there, sure. and I said that uh, I see oil going to the twenty dollar. Yeah. Twenty dollar, yeah, twenty dollar, yeah. Yeah, 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 twenty dollar. Yeah. And everyone, I think, those who trade in the um, energy and the, those who invest in the energy and MLP and all those uh, energy stocks and the drillings and uh, the free of member got so much worried. They immediately said, "My hand, are you sure oil going to twenty dollar?" 
right now the energy companies and oil is doing so well. I yeah. said, yeah, I see, I see. And then, then I think the I felt fear in the people. And then the, I think the the one month after I came up with another uh, when I was writing the weekly newsletter, I came very clear that if oil breaks 92.80, which was my level, very important level in in my astro astro points. Uh, which I do it with my astro degrees, you know, each planet degrees. Okay. So I so I come up with I have my own theory which I come up with uh, an astro degree. So 9280. I said that if oil breaks to the 9280, it can go to the 73 or 64. Sure. If it breaks to the 64, then it may go to the 4455. And 4455, I recommended everyone that 4455 should be the uh, level to watch very very closely. If suppose oil trades 44 uh, below below 44.55 for the three days, which is a almost a one cycle of the moon, sure. any any market to train in the one direction, it has to change a one cycle of the moon, and this is historical. In the last 120 years, you can take all the data and you can immediately connect the moon, and you will find a 100% true answer. So. If suppose, which I don't see at this stage, the 4455 uh, level breaking oil. Okay. But if it's straight, then definitely target 32 level easy. Okay. But but uh, but I think I think if you ask me, or if any commercials uh, they ask me, or any big guys, uh, airline people they ask me that Mahendra, where we hedge around the oil, or what will be the your base price? I said 4450 is a great price to take sure. a longer term trade. Sure. Uh, which will going to benefit you in the in the because eventually oil will going to settle down maybe they come to the around 60s level uh, or 55 level sure. immediately soon but but 44 55 is my base level at this stage uh, before it start collapsing yes eventually if you ask me longer term predictions oil is going to the 20 dollar there is no doubt about it sure. but but uh, that that is a very longer term target my but first, and I'm serious about this, a word from our sponsor. Before we get into the sponsor, I should say that my goal with this whole podcast is to be as transparent as possible, including these ads. So let me just lay out first how I ended up with a sponsor, or perhaps I should say a potential sponsor. So this is how it's going to work. This is my ad music. When you hear this music, this is the part that may result in the podcast generating some income. And let me just turn the music down while I share this part. When I put the ad right here in the middle of the conversation, the chances of you hearing it is much greater. Okay, let's put the music back up again. As I mentioned in my introduction, doing a promotion of a product is new for me and I don't really know what the right format is, as I don't want to just read a text that someone asked me to read, so bear with me for a second. The product I want to support is Mahendra's 2015 Financial Predictions book, because I truly believe it will help you navigate the markets in the coming months and years. And as I mentioned, I bought this book last year and I was blown away by the results. But instead of just hearing my opinion, after all, I'm being incentivized to do this. I believe you should hear the independent opinion from one of Mahindra's longtime subscribers. His name is Ralph, 
and the other day I gave him a call to ask a few questions. I think it's like, um, how shall I say that, put that the best, it's like a weather service um, where you, you also, you know, most of us in the morning you look at the weather and so you know how to dress in the in the winter if it's going to be snowy or if in, in, if in summer if you're expecting a thunderstorm and I think this is pretty much the same way of, of, of uh, the way at looking at this kind of service if you are open-minded enough. Um, it, it helps you. It helps you guide. At the end of the day, you still have to take, make your own decisions, but it gives you maybe an overall picture what one could expect from the days ahead. There will be occasions where he is wrong. How does he inform you as a client uh, that this is not working out? If I can ask it that way, and how do you avoid losing too much money on the things that don't work out? Well, actually, this is what I like about Mahendra's work. He puts it down, he writes there and says, sorry, now this has happened, I, I, must, I made a mistake or I have made a wrong assessment and the situation is differently and I was wrong. Full stop. That's, what he, that's the way he communicates, which I think is it's a bold move, but at the end of the day, if somebody admits that he has been wrong on something, it's much better than to try to hide it and say, oh yeah, it will come or this or that because at the end of the day, like I said, there is no 100% guarantee. Uh, what is much more important is to, to sometimes, I think, the way to understand uh, Mahendra's work. Uh, what I have learned now over the last few years that that he has a great understanding of, of, the, of, of our world and, and what's happening on the market. Now, what I noticed a little bit is that, that sometimes it's, it's hard to see how much and how fast something can happen. And, and uh, for example, the best example over the last few months being the, 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 the drop in the oil price at uh, over $100 or $110. Mahindra was writing that oil will come down to uh, $30 to $40, and this will happen over the next 12 to what, 12, one to two years. And now it has happened that oil came down to $43, basically within six or eight months from the point of these predictions. Um, so this is this is something where the timing has an aspect to it, which sometimes even he is surprised that, that some of the predictions come to truth much faster than what he has what he has been anticipating. But overall, important is that you know that nobody was buying most probably oil at 110 when he says um, this is going to turn. Are there any other things that you buy from him or subscribe from him that you use that you found uh, particularly useful? I'm a subscriber to his uh, to his weekly newsletter as well as to the daily. And actually, one of the first things I do in the morning, a part of drinking a cup of coffee, is reading is reading what he's he's uh, saying. Sometimes, of course, not much is happening overnight. That means, uh, for example, where currently he says that the interest rates in the in the states eventually will turn up, and 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 the bond market might might look different in in six months from now. This is nothing which happens overnight. But if you read the same thing over and over again, then you say, okay, this is really, this is going the same with the oil, the same with currencies, which over the last few uh, weeks, especially in Switzerland, has been uh, very, very important. Well, there you have it. An honest opinion with which I would like to ask you to buy the 2015 financial predictions by going on to toptradersunplugcom slash MS2015. Remember, when you do buy it. A small percentage goes to the show and it helps me so that I can keep bringing you 
all these great guests and content to you. Go check it out and tell him I sent you. Go to toptradersunplugcom forward slash MS2015. And now back to the conversation. Jumping to the next sector, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you've already talked about it because obviously gold is a very important market uh, for many people, but 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 not least for you. Um, and um, and you obviously had some, some very uh, great success uh, with gold and maybe that was really how it all got started for you uh, in, in, in a sense. Um, I want to, before you get into sort of the more specifics of gold sort of for the near term, you also talk about a 52-year era for gold, which started back in, in 2001. Does that mean that once we get to 2052, 53, thereabouts, that gold kind of disappears in some way? Or what does that very bullish era for gold mean um, that, that you have also in, in your work? Yes, uh... A very interesting point you asked me that 52 years and uh, yeah in the in this I predicted in 2001 that this is a gold cycle in the 52 year cycle uh, 52 year cycle and I tell you something and this is I never said before okay Appreciate after 52 19 uh, after 2052 it will be like a death for the gold I think I think gold will become a irrelevant or the or or maybe that nobody will uh, buy, or there will be some government policies, or something will going to happen. Okay. And the gold will lose drastic value, and uh, and and it won't be as an important commodity like like a, as I told you, like in my my life career when I was uh, eight years old, the kerosene was the most important commodity for me because I used to like that light. Uh, Sure. Uh, we used to have a light and we used to put the kerosene and we used to burn that kerosene and I used to read, you know. Sure. So that was the, the kerosene was whole village and all the villages in India. At that time, it was the most important commodity. Sure, sure, I understand. And, uh, and right now, the financial market people, when they want to diversify or they want to head against the risk or something, then gold comes up the first as a commodity that, okay, this is the product where we can invest and uh, it is a safer, it is uh, also better than any currency. Sure. But I think also the gold volatility represents that it is not a the better than any currency. It is a, it is a volatile, volatile commodity. Sure. It, is a, it is a financial instrument which you can trade it, yeah? yeah? And the prices goes up and down. Prices never goes, keep going higher and higher and higher. It, it remains for the down for the so many years. Uh, before 2000, 2000. So yes, uh, after after 52, I don't see any future for the gold. This is a very surprising for sure. maybe for many. Yeah. But uh, until the 52, I think gold we are going to have a ups and down. Gold may again going to go to the 2000 or 3000 in the 2030, 2035. Again, the era will start. So it will going to have its own era, you know. And uh, in the cycles, it will going to move up. It will going to move down. And uh, those those who are listening to this uh, podcast, I think they they can start buying gold in the middle of the year 2015. Uh, that will be the safer safer period until the 2015 June. Uh, I'm not recommending uh, any stronger leverage buying the gold. Do you think we'll see sub one thousand dollar gold before we see the bottom in uh, say late summer this year? Do you think we're going to go as low as that? 
Yeah, uh, last two years, I have been mentioning one price, 1142, very, very, uh, uh, so, uh, every time, 1142, uh, okay. since last, uh, uh, since last, uh, I think two and a half years, I have okay. been mentioning 1142 gold should fall. And it, it touched, I think, seven or eight times 1142 <laughs> and bounced back, you know. Cool. Uh, so, so I think, I think that level, if if gold breaks that level and start trading three days below 1142, yeah. then get, then gold can adopt the oil path. It can fall even the any 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 percentage before it start rising from the June onward, July okay. onward, you know. Okay. So I think I think people should or investors should watch 1142. Uh, we are still optimistic that gold may hold 1142 if 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 it just trade the is silver a market that would just follow gold but in its own path i mean but generally in in in, in sort of or, or does silver actually have a completely different pattern in your opinion I think I think the silver will going to behave uh, because you're a bit more bearish on silver, aren't you? You're a bit. You actually think silver could go down quite a bit, as far as I can tell. Yeah, the last year was also I was very bearish on the silver, and silver lost the big value yeah. last year. And uh, I think I think 2015 the silver will going to follow the gold prices compared to the. Any other metals. Uh, I'm a very negative on the. My view is very negative on the copper for the sure. until the next uh, next four five months. Very negative on the copper. Okay. But uh, but the silver will going to still follow the gold prices. Okay. And the other base metals. Um, you know, you mentioned obviously copper. Uh, your copper being quite negative. Uh, I mean, does that also go for for some of the other base metals, or or do they behave differently? Yeah, they behave differently. Uh, especially aluminium is uh, slightly follow the silver, but the aluminium prices uh, will also be supported by the mercury. So I think aluminium will going to perform far better in the 2015 compared to the all other base metals. Sure, sure, sure. Now, obviously, one uh, sector that we certainly can't ignore, um, especially after last week's uh, uh, events, only a couple of days ago. Um, is of course the foreign exchange markets. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about what you see for some of the major currencies uh, going forward. Maybe, obviously, for the next year or so, but but also maybe uh, in a in a slightly bigger picture because I, I do think you have some very interesting observations uh, about uh, about the next few years in the foreign exchange markets, which obviously impacts everyone in to, to some degree. Yes, uh, I think uh, if you if you see or if you go back, then the 2013 was very volatile year for emerging market currencies. Yeah, mm. and many currencies lost. Uh, most of emerging market currencies lost around the 20% value. You know, very suddenly, 20-25% value, very suddenly, including the Brazilian yeah, Indian rupees, Mexican peso, uh, ruble, uh, uh, South African rand. All these currencies lost drastic value in 2013. In 2014, uh, I came out with a very strong predictions on US dollar index. 
yeah. recommended buying around the 79, targeting uh, uh, 8980, and then then 9370. Mm-hmm. And the, and the dollar index moved very rapidly. Uh, last year was one of uh, I think I think in my uh, career. The last year, the especially currency predictions remain one of the best predictions. Though they were the like the oil predictions hitting a hundred dollar when it was sixteen dollar, sure. or gold hitting a sixteen dollar, those were the longer term great predictions. Yeah. But the short term predictions, if you compare in my career, I think the last year when euro was one thirty eight eighty, and we recommended uh, selling and uh, we targeted by year end sixteen seventy or the seventeen seventy. And which almost hit there. It was uh, it was very interesting. So same sure. same cycle I am following, and according to the same cycle, still I see a weaker trend in euro. There has been uh, a huge price movement in the all these currencies is taking place. Like in 2013 emerging market, 2014 leading currency, all the leading currencies uh, it started falling down, losing value. Sure. And the emerging market currencies remain quite stable compared to the leading currencies, frontline currencies. Sure. So, so uh, uh, clearly, in the last two years, the dollar have gained against each and every currency. Yeah. If you, if you see the last two years, said dollar have gained uh, very nicely. In the 2015, the same. The volatility will again be there in the currency market because this is a market uh, because of uh, Venus, I think this market will going to remain very volatile. Currency market will going to remain very volatile in the coming time, in the 2015. But if you ask me overall trend, dollar still looks very positive to me. Uh, for the next two, two and a half, three years, dollar still looks very positive. So, so I still recommend people to hold dollar uh, index uh, tightly because Japanese yen still looks negative, Euro still looks negative, Swiss franc, yes, they have announced, and uh, though I'm not very much optimistic, if you ask me that, uh, Mahendra, you see a Swiss franc going to the 125, 130, I don't see. Definitely, if other currencies, uh, if you take it against the other currencies, then then there is no doubt that Swiss franc can uh, perform uh, far stable, uh, but if you're asking me against the U.S. dollar, I see Swiss franc coming back to the 105 or 110 again. You know. Sure. So putting that into uh, because you are, you know, c- courageous and you do put numbers out. Uh, that that's what I like about your work. So, I mean, there's there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you. I mean, obviously you say you you still see a, a weaker euro. Obviously the euro yeah. has already been quite weak uh, in in 2015. Longer term, or maybe this year, and then even further, where do you see the euro uh, going? And and do you would you even go as far as as saying the euro may not survive this, or may definitely not survive, and and will in fact be dissolved by so and so date? Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, many people. I have a, I have a lot of uh, followers and um, especially members from the Germany and uh, and and the fourth country as I mentioned, the Switzerland in my the following list. Sure. Uh, uh, so people uh, they always ask me, uh, especially from Germany, that Mahendra, what you see, you know, or those who are European investors, they yeah. also ask me. 
So, so I have been recommending them that you stay away from the euro because I see eventually euro going down within a next three years time to the 0.83, which was from where the rally started from where uh, in 2001, I predicted that euro will going to go from the 0 0.83 to the 136. I never saw 155, but 136 I predicted. Okay. In the 2001, euro going to the 136 or 138. I think, yeah, 138. Uh, I think uh, where the rally started, the 12-year cycle ended. I think uh, it, it it's supposed to go and touch back to the 83. But uh, the way I see a European Union chart, because I made a European Union chart and a store chart, and that chart is not showing that encouraging sign and encouraging very negativity. If you ask me uh, that, Mahendra, what will be Euro in the 10 years' time? I think my my view will be very simple. 10 years' time, Euro will be half value of the dollar, which is 0.50. Right. If you ask me that, Mahendra, there is a chances of uh, a vertical split in the European Union or the or the whole structure of the European Union or the euro as a currency. I think this will going to end. This will going to end. I think I think this cannot be keep dragging, dragging, dragging. I think eventually European Union will have a drastic shift in the policy and the, maybe the few countries will move out or maybe the maybe the Germany may keep euro. I think euro. In 2000, I have it here, cycle. Okay. 2007, okay. 2023, I think, I think I already predicted, I think, last year. In 2023, it looks like uh, 2022, 23, 24, it will be end of uh, Eurozone or Euro So it will be vertically split. I predict 100%, and I see that 100% happening, you know. So, so what it will be happen like a vertical split and end of the euro era, maybe euro just goes to the 0.50 sure. or bring a disaster to the financial market. It will be uh, it will be a problematic uh, euro euro created to have a problem in the future. Uh, that's what the maestro chart says. Sure. And uh, and the European Union, I think they should European Union should uh, make a correct decisions and they should slowly slowly make a very strong move. Uh, if they want to remove the Greece and the Spain and other countries, they should do it or they should do it. Uh, they cannot hang around and uh, having all these different, different countries with the different political structures and at the same time having a one currency structure. I think that will going to be a disaster when the negative time cycle come and negative time cycle 2022, not very far. Time goes very fast, you know, no. in the... I gave an interview in the 2009 uh, Dow Jones going to 32,000 and yeah. look at, we are already halfway, you know. Yeah. So time goes very fast and uh, they should, Europeans and European policy makers should make a uh, correct decisions. They should not be ignoring all this, whatever happening with the Greece and uh, uncertainty and uh, all these different countries and how to bring all together, either maybe remain as a one country, as a old Eurozone, and uh, otherwise, there will be disaster for the Eurozone, there will be disaster for the Euro, there will be disaster for the world in the 2022, 23, and 24. But Mahendra, something I'm not entirely clear on, actually, and that is, are you suggesting that they can actually change the outcome, or are you suggesting no matter what they do, you don't actually see the euro as a currency after 2023. Yes, uh, very, very interesting, very interesting because 
it it looks like that uh, that that uh, that I'm trying to say that uh, somebody can divert uh, the negative impact. Yes, of course, there are the ways, and that's why the why uh, uh, the astrological advisor uh, or the those who understand the uh, hidden part of the nature. Uh, they can diversify the risk, you know. I'll give you a very simple example. Sure. In the 2000, uh, when I came out with the 2001 book, I, I finished this book in 1999. Yeah. In 2000, I approached so many, uh, so many publishers, nobody wanted to print my book. Right. So one of my friends, so I was a little bit depressed, and one of my friends came and he said, Mahindra, why are you so depressed? That time I was living in Kenya. So he said, Mahindra, why are you depressed? I said, oh, I... I I have this vision and I have I put in this book and uh, I should publish uh, my, my nobody's ready to print my book. So oh. he said, my address self, print itself and put it out. So I came out with the book. Okay. That book had a had a one most important predictions, I think. Sure. Apart from the gold and all those things, those are the to me, it was not that important. That book had a predictions that USA authorities should watch Afghanistan very closely. Okay. Because there will be an attack from the Afghanistan on the USA. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> nobody thought that Afghanistan this this the 9-11 uh, can can be planned in Afghanistan and uh, bring a disaster and uh, this is historic event where the, it was so I think the most serious, I think, and the where the I felt it so so pain. I'm telling you, Neil, today, the 9/11 changed my life. I said I don't want to predict because I predicted that event. Yeah. And from that day, even even I mentioned on my website and so many places that I don't predict now the international event because yeah. it's so painful. And yeah. why you want to be a part of? of part of any painful predictions. I don't want to be a part of painful predictions. But yeah. if support, if support, if, uh, in intelligence uh, authority, if uh, or or agencies, if they if they read that book, and if they want, if they went on Afghanistan, and if they able to find it what is cooking there, then they might have able to divert that attack. Yeah, yeah. but. But but nobody goes into the this the diverse uh, that how you can save and astro indicator can tell you. But I and think this is this is Mahindra. I mean, this is a good point because it's some. This is where things become really difficult. I think we've established now that, uh, and I think probably a lot of the listeners today uh, will agree with that. Uh, you know, market trends are are reflecting human behavior and and uh, I think uh, people agree that uh, at the end of a trend it usually becomes parabolic because everyone is buying into the same theme and it's like seeing people pushing a train up the hill and when the last person jump into the train and the train can't go any further it's going to go down and the trend changes all of that I think people can conceptually understand and uh, and even agree with I think where the difficult lies is that then you come and say, well, actually, I predicted a terrorist attack from Afghanistan on the US because that's not time cycles. That must be something different. So where does that kind of predictions come from and to what level of accuracy? I mean, you say 
okay, maybe they could have foiled that attack. But but there is obviously a difference in saying that there, that there is an attack coming from Afghanistan to the US. Um, but if you don't know how it's going to come, it can still be quite difficult to to avoid. But But let's go back to the first point. Where does these kind of predictions actually come from? Because that is not based on time cycles, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I think I think what happened to me is that when I started this subject, uh, and my I created a path to see the future sure. at the very young age, you know, and I tried to I tried to. But whenever uh, Neil, I don't meet people. I don't. I hardly meet, and I just always thinking and writing, thinking and writing, sure. and. Uh, so, so when I started learning uh, this astro cycles from my grandfather, and uh, uh, I tried to connect uh, with the modern world, you know, because I'm a modern boy, uh, sure. I believe in, uh, I believe, I 100% believe in the science side. And I, uh, uh, I'm not like against those, uh, all those other things, but definitely I also believe in the incidents, coincidence, and the circumstances which changes the life. Uh, Individuals' life, countries' life, uh, countries' future path, stock market, or any any stock chart or any, anything. So circumstances and coincidences uh, are always uh, hidden there, and when they come out, it's like a black swan. You know, it was there, but uh, somebody found out. So, so that the sixth sense quality was there in me, and I I tell you very honestly that 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 all those predictions, those who made uh, astrologically was indicated in the sixth sense and then or in my thoughts and then I read the chart that it is true that this will going to happen and then if astrology used to give me the correct answer then I used to predict sure. like I give you the very few examples USSR example the one example yeah the thought came in my mind that that this country would collapse and then I started reading the chart and I said yes this is a clear indication. Mm. So, so I think uh, same thing happened uh, uh, with the Bill Clinton. You know, the second term elections, I predicted second term Bill Clinton will going to win the elections, but uh, he won't survive the term term due to the scandal. Right. Okay. So the scandal came, but he survived. I was wrong there. Right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Survived. Yeah. 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 Uh, same thing happened with the, uh, you know, Princess Diana, because though I'm not supposed to speak about her because uh, the London, they have, uh, their officers have told me that I will never speak about that princess again. Okay. But uh, that was the, I predicted that okay. accidental death for her. And how did you, because this, I guess, is where, where people might then um, either believe or not believe, but but if you publish this, if you make it publicly available so that there can be no doubt that you no, made this prediction. They, they yeah. were, no, no, they were all publicly. They were all in news. Yeah, and this is what I mean. So my, my question is really, so so the the tragic event uh, of uh, Princess Diana, and, and actually I should say, I actually lived exceptionally close to Kensington Palace when it happened and remember this vividly. So so I'm just curious uh, respecting uh, all all of the people who probably advised you not to talk about it, so I appreciate you 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 talking a little bit about it today. But but how how did you how did you publish this, or who did you tell that that this this was going to happen? Uh, media. Okay. Yeah, just the media. What is standard newspaper and uh, and also one of the magazines. Uh, the guy who used to publish this magazine from the Hong Kong. 
and I say that accidental death for the uh, yeah the princess Diana because I was just reading her chart and I was just reading for the curiosity that why she's so famous, why she's so lovable, and why whole world loves her. And uh, and then this affair was going on, and um, then in chart I saw something very differently. That boom, this is a oh my god, this is a negative news, and I have to get it out. And uh, how did they react? How did they react? What did they do with something so dramatic? That kind of information really is. If you were told something like that, what do you do? What 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 does what what do you think? I mean, what was their reaction? Oh, uh, I think I think this article came and many were the, uh, very surprised, but nobody gave the attention, you know, because right. as a as a you as a you go, you read a thousands of predictions many times and uh, different people talking about, it, and you hardly give importance, yeah. Yeah. But but that time I was like a like in Kenya, like people used to like me, people used to respect me, what I used to do for my especially with my birth, because of the accuracy. People love you if you are oh, accurate. You yeah, know? of course. So, so I was coming very accurate, uh, very, uh, my track record was very good. So people noticed that predictions, but nobody gave importance. Yeah. But then what happened? That exact event happened. And very sad news that uh, Diana, of course. Uh, sure. uh, yeah, you know, when she departed on this plan- from this planet, one of the newspaper uh, in in London, Asian Age, I think I think Asian Age newspaper, that was the big newspaper, it came out with a front line, a front page story, uh, they called me and so they said, that Mahendra, what is this, uh, uh, yeah, you predicted this event and what do you have to say, it was accident or it was a planned murder or what it was? And I gave the interview and that interview came. So then, uh, uh, then I think, uh, yeah, the authority barred me that uh, the, from here onward, I won't be speaking anything about uh, what exactly happened. Sure. You, uh, we don't know you are right or wrong, but uh, you you won't be speaking. And at the same time, I was almost planning to uh, change my path. I don't want you to predict uh, all this event. Sure. But in 2001, because I came out with that book and I predicted that uh, the accident event for the USA, and that was my last event. I don't want to predict me anything. If you if you ask me that what disaster is coming, I said I don't want to see people in the pain. Why? 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 why somebody kills even even like a last week uh, event, uh, two weeks event uh, in a back event in the France, and it it just hurts. You know, people. Who are people we to fight for the God? We are no one to fight for the God. But but tell me, Mahendra, um, and and I'm very curious here. You say you don't want to predict events. Um, does that mean you don't want to publish them? That you actually exactly. do? Yeah. Yes. So you do yes. actually you do follow yes, it, yes. and you do know what's going to happen, but you just want to keep it to yourself. So whatever it comes in my mind, because I cannot predict each and every event, because uh, we don't, as I told you, that we have a life maybe 60, 70, and we depart from this planet. Yeah. And uh, 60, 70 year of life, I'm like a 47. Yeah. And in each day, we just have a 24 hours. 24 hours, we divide into all these other activities. So, so whatever time we have, we think about it. And I, I try to put like a... Uh, astro chart in front of me and I put a world map in front of me two things I put together mm-hmm. one on the I have a total seven screens here mm-hmm. so I put a one astro chart on the one one computer second computer I put a world map okay 
And where this ESCO chart is impacting where? On the which part of the latitude and the longitude, you know? Mm-hmm. Because the uh, ESCO cycles are with, with the astronomy, and astronomy can easily tell you that which latitude and the longitude the planet are passing. Sure. This is not really a very detailed uh, uh, science or something. It, it is something very simple, core, core, core science, basic points. And from that latitude or longitude, that's how I was able to predict about the USSR because that latitude and longitude was having a major negative astro combination. Okay. So from that, you can say that, okay, here is some pain is indicating or here is some excitement is indicating. Here is some political change. So, so from that, uh, I try to go into the deep thinking and I try to correlate with the planet. I'm not saying that I'll, uh, I'm I'm 100% right. I sure. came I came many times even the wrong in the international predictions. Like a, one of the, my predictions was absolutely wrong. Like a, like a two, two, two predictions, major predictions always I was wrong. Or the first was the, the Zimbabwe president Mugabe losing power in the 2005. Okay. It never happened. Sure. And the second predictions I made that, that by the 2010, I think AIDS will disappear because we're going to have a cure for the AIDS. Right. I don't think we still have a 100% cure for the AIDS, you know? Sure. So, so, so it is not that always I'm 100% right, but, but the whatever I, if, we, if I check my own track record, I think the, the planet can guide us very well and give us a great picture of the future. Sure. And I still do that. I read the international geopolitics, uh, any events. I read it, but I don't. I don't publish now. Even even yeah. if you if you read my 2015 book, yeah, hardly hardly anything because the last I made mistake in the 2004 or five, I predicted the hurricane hurricane Katrina, right? And exactly, I predicted the date that this date East Coast where the hurricane is coming. Uh, the Florida and this whole area, the people should be very careful. Yeah. And uh, and they should, if if they have any warning, just get away from there. And because it is a disaster, and uh, many people will die uh, with that uh, the water related sure. Uh, uh, sure. natural disaster. Sure. So I think then then that was very painful. Hurricane Hurricane Katrina was a, again painful event. Sure. I, I stop. I stop. I just keep it now myself and I don't think. <laughs> no, that's fine. I appreciate that. I respect that. We could go on for hours talking about this. Instead, I actually, um, a couple of things. I want people to go and buy your book and we'll. I'll figure out a way to to integrate this uh, in the podcast and on the website, how people can do that. So I'm not going to spend time talking about that right now. Um, there are a couple of other sectors. I just want to mention for the record that obviously you also do work on soft commodities, on grains, and in fact, your grain predictions in 2014, because as I mentioned, I bought the book a year ago. So I know what the predictions were and, and they have been exceptionally accurate. I think it's probably one of the best uh, sectors in terms of your predictions were, were grains as far as I can tell um, and I, again I think people should I encourage people to to uh, to be curious to be open-minded and 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 to look into these things I've got just a couple of things I wanted to to uh, to discuss with you before we we, we wrap up um, 
tell me about real estate uh, a little bit. And maybe we have to think about real estate in different parts of the world. Obviously, US is close to you. So maybe you have a few thoughts on that. Um, but also real estate in Europe. Um, I mean, if you're predicting the low of interest rates this year, and we're going to go into a very long cycle and interest rates are going to go up dramatically, in some ways, it could be hard to think of real estate becoming a, a great uh, investment, but but that may not be the case. So tell me a little bit about real estate, which is something so many people are exposed to. Yeah, I think uh, it is again the human human psychology, human behavior pattern. And uh, uh, what I I see for the 2015 and 2016, that real estate market is going to remain very strong. As soon as the fear of the interest rate rise will come, the people will start jumping and they start buying. And that's the reason I see a second half of the 2015 and the 2016 real estate market will going to do amazingly well in USA, in Japan, in Europe, and all the developed developing uh, the developed nation. Uh, emerging market real estate will going to uh, perform sideways because their interest rate may start coming down a little bit. And that's what happened last week. We predicted about the India. India India cut by the 25% basis point. Uh, uh, 25, uh, yeah, uh, the 25% basis And uh, African, African real estate market, I see also a stable, stable year, but I am not recommending it. If, if, if you ask me my general view, sure. Very bullish for the real estate market, even in for Germany, for Switzerland, for for London. Very very bullish trend. I see for the next two years, four months, two years, six months, uh, somewhere around that, and that will be end of the bull market of the real estate. Because I I I came, I, I sorry to interrupt you here, but I I again, as I said, I've I've done a bit of research over the years into uh, other ways of predicting markets and and uh, followed a few people uh, along the way and. And as far as I rem- remember, there is one other person that I've come across that I see his work from time to time. And he actually also bases his work on astrology. So it is somewhat similar to what you do. But he is incredibly negative on real estate. I mean, he basically believes that real estate is going to collapse and, and that you're in for a 70-year negative cycle for interest uh, for, for real estate. H- how does predictions... Like, I know we talked earlier about that you can look at the same data and get two different answers. But is there anything in what he says and thinks that, that resonates with you? Uh, no, I don't believe that at this stage. Uh, definitely, longer term, uh, there will be a problem in the real estate market uh, or the housing industry. Um, but not that at this stage. Uh, next three years, the people should, uh, if they want to buy the house, they can buy it right now. Next three years are okay. If somebody owning too many houses and too many big investment in the real estate, then they should diversify sure. from the 2018 onward. They shouldn't be holding any leverage investment in the real estate. Yes, one can have a, one of the beautiful house if, uh, if they can afford and have a stay and leave it there. But uh, definitely 2018 onward, I, I would recommend as a or going and aggressive buying and then try to sell those real estate, I wouldn't recommend that after 2018. Yeah, so my view is a little bit different. Sure. Uh, uh, I don't see that cycle is lasting for that long, but uh, 
but uh, I think the new technological changes will come. I think uh, 2020, 26, uh, 25, 26, like a new era. So definitely, people will start uh, building the new new houses where all the new new technological system will be there in the house. So I think I think uh, uh, yeah, changes uh, will bring uh, again the, the new era. So I think. Uh, uh, I'm not predicting a 70 years or 50 years or 30 years bear cycle. I'm predicting that at least uh, uh, three years very bullish cycle, then nine years uh, maybe sideways or bearish cycle for the real estate, where the people will be less interested in acquiring houses. Sure, sure, sure. Now, just, just before we finish off, there is a slight theme in, in some of the things that you've talked about um, uh, as far as I detect and that's a little bit about what you see for the next two or three years. So say up until 2017. After 2017, you don't say so much about that. And just from a, just to give maybe the audience a little bit of a, of an insight to, to uh, what you, you, you see or what you might think um it's going to happen because 2017 is only two years away <laughs> so if you if you want to prepare you you kind of have to start now i think in in many ways um <laughs> what um and, and 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 in a sense i mean if people buy into to your advice to your gift to your talent and they start following you um hopefully these things are things that will guide them um through uh, both the ups and the downs but I sense some downs coming after 2017. Can you talk a little bit about that um, at this stage? Yes, I think I think I think after 2017. So we have another two and a half years very interesting cycle. And after 2017, uh, 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 I think what I see that uh, some problem coming the. Not exactly the huge problem from China, but the definitely there will be some problem, uh, social social problem in China with uh, against the government. If government don't change the policy, then I think I predicted long back that in 2022-2023, the the China can divide, you know, and that can that can bring uh, some uncertain un, uncertain time for the world economy uh, for the short term of period. But uh, 2017, I think 2018 looked a little bit uh, scary to me, uh, especially uh, maybe the currency market uh, may fluctuate very drastically and uh, that will bring uh, some kind of the fall might be in the market or um, crash kind of thing. So I think uh, 2017, I think uh, one should cash in the, all the chips and uh, just enjoy the life uh, uh, and appreciate the nature because of the air. Uh, we all breathe the six billion or seven billion people. We we breathe the same air, so we should give back to the nature. That okay, air is for the free, and uh, we are living uh, and uh, we are enjoying all this free sunlight, free air, free water. Though the water charges government charge, but still. Uh, all these things are the free from the nature and we should appreciate the nature. We should uh, give back to the nature. We are alive because of the air. I, if I stand uh, 
in front of my Hindu temple and if I start praying, but if I stop breathing, I will die in front of my temple or in my God, you know. So I think I I I see a nature the playing a most important role in our life rather than the anything else. I think we all everything we created, human mind created everything else. I don't want to go on that part, but I, I think we should appreciate this life. We should appreciate uh, helping people. We should uh, appreciate nature and uh, we should uh, start loving our life. We should start uh, taking care of the people and life can be so beautiful. If you and, and 2015, 16, 17, if you make money, then the life can be more beautiful, you know, because uh, if, you, if you start like a human behavior pattern is the most important how you behave, how you present yourself, and how you try to convince yourself, then you can be a very happy person, the whatever circumstances you leave. So I think one thing I every day recommend, every week I recommend to my all members that please, when a while after waking up, five minutes, just give to yourself five minutes, take a maybe hot glass of water, hot tea or hot coffee, and sit alone, disconnect from everyone and sit alone. And then just recap what you did yesterday and what you want to do today. And uh, you can you may find uh, many answers. It is a, you can call it meditations or whatever, or you just call it uh, talking to yourself. But I think I think once we start understanding your uh, ourselves, then I think uh, then you will be able to start understanding world uh, far better way. So I think I think we should understand first ourselves and. Then uh, we should uh, we, then we should try to analyze everything and definitely my always uh, I always say that please do something for the nature and please do something for the needy and I am sure I tell you Neil that 2015 16 17 will be very good 2015 technology stocks will going to do amazingly well so I think and then June onward June onward. The banking stocks will going to do very well. Buy your banking stocks in the Greece. Buy your banking stocks in the Spain. Buy your banking stocks. Those who are sending uh, trading, I think in the in the law, uh, they lost a huge value. They are trading, I think they lost a ninety percent value. Buy those banking stocks back. Buy your banking stocks in the euro. I think banking stocks is coming back big way from the June onward. June two thousand fifteen onward. Banking stocks banned. They are coming big way, and the banking stocks will make a history uh, by moving that drastically higher. It will be era of the banking stocks. It will be era of the technology stocks. So time is coming good. Just enjoy this time, and I think take advantage. If I'm right, then definitely everyone will make money. And uh, if you make a money, make your life happy. Uh, make your life, uh, family, partner, children, neighbors, relatives. And community and the country, you make it do some small part. I think before you depart, you satisfy yourself that oh, I am departing. Let me, you know, I have done some good things. So that's what I think always. I my motto is, and those always things. My financial letter talks about all those things also. So that's what the people like it, and uh, I want to represent like that way. There's, uh, I think that that's that, that's a great way to to. Uh... Uh, end this um, it, it it reminds me of sort of the, the three questions that we probably uh, should ask ourselves but but we don't ask uh, uh, enough I guess and that's really you know have we lived have we loved and have we mattered 
Um, and I think that's sort of what you're saying in a, in a, in a different way. And uh, I think it is important to ask these uh, questions. I wanted to ask someone like you with a talent or a gift, as you clearly have, what skills would you like of those that you have to pass on to your children? Yes, uh, I I talk about it uh, because many of the, my members, they ask, I think, Every day I receive one email that Mahendra, what will happen if suppose you depart tomorrow? What will happen? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, whom we follow? I think uh, I think I think I'm I'm training myself. He just graduated. I'm training, uh, but I think, uh, but I won't able to train him hundred percent because each human being, as I said, we are six billion populations on this planet, and we are all different from each other. I'm different from my grandfather. Sure. My son is different from me. So. We are all different from each other, but I will try to give him the core fundamental of his subject, and then it will up to him that how he represents that uh, that subject. Mm. But I think this is subject where uh, science is involved, where where your intellectual is involved, and where your uh, very higher level of the thinking is involved. You know, sure. so so which is we can we can say sixth sense, uh, which is a higher level of thinking. You know. So, so it, it involves so many things, and uh, you have to represent the right way. Otherwise, uh, uh, otherwise people won't buy your work. No, no way. Sure. I mean, adding value to my audience is something that I uh, strive for with uh, with the podcast. And so, I just want to ask you before we finish off: Is there anything that I've missed today? Is there anything that I should have brought up that I didn't? Uh, is there anything that you'd like to add towards the end um, to make sure that I do you and your work justice? I think I don't want to add anything or any, uh, anything at this stage. Let, let's end it at, at the, the way it is ending this, uh, um, this, this podcast. And I'm sure people will like it. And then we will have, a, after listening to this, we will have a many questions. And definitely we can do one more, maybe middle of year or by end of year. Sure. Or maybe or maybe if people's demands come, then we may do maybe after one quarter. But uh, but let it end at, uh, the way it is ending. And I wish everyone, including you, a great 2015. And uh, I'm sure uh, this year will bring a great luck to everyone, happiness and uh, and uh, I pray that uh, uh, that the go, um, the nature gives the reasons to everyone, so the people remain harmless and they don't harm people. That's it. Sure, fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Mahendra. And we definitely will, or I do want to bring you back uh, for for these uh, amazingly interesting um, conversations. So thank you so much. Um, it's been a great conversation. I appreciate your your honesty, your your transparency, and and your willingness to share this uh, these insights. Uh, this is truly uh, astonishing. So uh, thank you so much, and I look forward to catching up with you uh, later in the year. Thank you, Neil. It is my pleasure to be on your podcast. Thank you very much, and I'm sure this uh, this podcast, your podcast, is going to become a very very popular because the great job you do. Thanks for listening to Top Traders Unplugged. If you feel you learned something of value from today's episode, the best way to stay updated is to go on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show so that you'll be sure to get all the new episodes as they're released. 
We have some amazing guests lined up for you. And to ensure our show continues to grow, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes. It only takes a minute, and it's the best way to show us you love the podcast. We'll see you next time on Top Traders Unplugged.